BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Story 1. Every New Year, sense of tension curls up my parents' hearts. I could see their faces suddenly getting worried, especially this time, because every New Year my brother Ted comes home. Ted and I are twins, but we were different in so many ways. I always tried to love him as a big brother. We never treated me as a little sister. I don't know why, he just can't stand me. The doctor says it's because of his disease. I still remember it was a winter's holiday. Ted and I were probably five or six years old. I don't know, I was making snowballs in the garden when I heard my mum screaming. Ted didn't want to play me, so he was in the room hearing her scream. We rushed into the house. We found her standing in Ted's room, panting in fear. While Ted said the corner of a clueless face, the corner of Ted's cupboard was pulled open. What, what, what is it, Mary? Why did you scream? She couldn't see anything. She was shaking in fear like she had seen a ghost of being... At least for a few seconds, my mum pointed at the open drawer. It too looked in being curious and terrified at the same time. But what we saw in it wasn't something we expected. A dead rabbit was lying inside the drawer. The rabbit was placed in a wooden scarf with almost, almost care. Someone put it to sleep and set its head and body lay side by side. Yes, its head was cut off. That was the first time my parents realised there's something wrong with my brother. Been ten years, Ted is under treatment now. The doctor said you won't have to be scared of him. They said he's shown improvement. He's ready to come back to the family to his New Year day. My dad, I planned something special for him. It was my idea because no matter how weird he is, he'd always be my brother. We were waiting in the living room. Ted would be at home every minute. Now we're just quick to hang house. My dad and I made a banner that read, Welcome home. It's time for a new beginning. Happy New Year, Ted. Looking at the clock anxiously when we heard a car approaching our driveway. A room mum rushed and opened the door. Blue van from cold good heart mental institution was standing outside our house. After a long pause the pause the door opened slid open. Ted came out holding his backpack. He got in a new haircut, more like an army man. He walked up to the house home person. My mum hugged him and joined my Ted. I could finally come home and missed you so much. I made all your favourite dishes. Ted wouldn't say a single word. Mum brought him inside and he stood in the living room silently, like before. Mum and Dad went to say some extremely happy to have seen him, but Ted wasn't paying any attention to them. He was scanning the New Year's decorations. His eyes stopped roaming when he noticed the banner. Did you like that, Martha? Yes. Do you like it? I don't know what I like anymore. A brief conversation. 
made mum dead quiet. An awkward silence took place inside the house. It was that same feeling again. That same feeling where Ted behaves weirdly and crushes the positive view of the house of a bleak or another kid anymore. I smiled and said happily, New Year, Happy New Year, I miss you. And yeah, you did as well. We, we did. I cleaned your room. And Mama, I promise you won't. Don't change a single thing there. We want you to come back to your room just how you left it. That means the dead rabbit is back in the drawer, huh? Ted, don't talk like that. Why can't you just be nice to your sister? I'm freshing up. Been a long time since I've taken a bath, like a normal human being, you know. Martha, in that fake house, you can't even get a pee without being what by a circuit guard. So we went upstairs, and we all just stood there. My dad caressed my cheeks and said, They're having a rough time, Martha. Things will be all right, I promise. I smiled painfully because Ted's cool words did hurt my feelings. When came down, started to eat, set up a table for dinner. We sat we sat there to smell of such delicious food made me hungry. There was some roasted pork, grilled chickens, mashed potatoes, corn sudden shrimp rolls. Everyone ate quietly. At night, after dinner, Ted went out for a walk with Dad and Mum. I cleaned the dishes when we heard our neighbour's voice outside. Charlie, Charlie's late. Mum wants you home, Daddy. Charlie, where are you? We want you. We talk about you. I saw a neighbour, Miss Hoffman, looking for his, for you. your son. What happened, Mr. Hoffman? Have you seen Charlie Miss McGuire? No, why? He's playing right here the entire time. I can't find him now. What? Do you mean you can't find him? I called his friends. He didn't go to the house. I don't know what to do. My mum suddenly looked at me with scared eyes. She started to stare at me in a few seconds and said, Call your dad, Martha. Tell him to come back right now. My mum went, Well, mum, what happened? Just to job my dad's number while my mum... Then walked to the upstairs a very freaky way as you always step in, take each step slowly, like someone frightening was happening upstairs for her. I was following my dad, I followed her too. What's the room when we stopped there? Her body was shaking, I felt that she would pass out. Any minute with hell was going my mum She's scaring me now without questioning my answer my question. She opened the door and we entered Ted's room. Everything was in its place, except the white bed sheet was missing. She they walked to the bed and crouched down to look under it, and she stretched her hand out and put corners of the bed, white shed, she had a bed, something in it. I'm not. She pulled the sheet of her straight. As soon as she did that, a small, lifeless hand sprung out of it from that of a curled-up bed sheet. It wasn't difficult to guess that the hand belonged to a kid. Before we could accommodate this, my dad and my brother came rushing upstairs, and we got shot seeing our faces. What happened, Mary? Just like previous time my mum again pointed at her hand a dead kid my dad looked back at ted we all looked at him with fearful froze faces the history of heating itself no dad i didn't do it mum it is not me please trust me don't send me back there i didn't do anything i was innocent last time i'm innocent this time as well please believe me don't send me away again i just came home please please my mum stared and started stopping terribly. Hearing the cry of neighbours came in and we found little Charlie dead under the Ted's bed. He was strangled with a t-shirt that belonged to Ted. There was nothing we could do. The cops were called and they took him away. I didn't expect Ted to get in such serious trouble. I hope the judge reduces his punishment. 
Taking account his poor mental history, the doctors regret the children letting him run back. But he said Teddy's accomplished in faking normalcy. He behaved like he was completely sane. I don't know what will happen to him next, but I don't want him to stop visiting us forever. I mean, if he doesn't come home for every New Year celebration, how will I not fake normalcy? It's not easy keeping all these exciting thoughts in my head and coming out. I feel a bit bad for him, though. Since childhood, he's been hearing the conquerences of my deeds. He's so gullible. He still doesn't realise it was me who killed that rabbit. I put it in his drawer, my hands didn't hesitate. The second one, I strangled that poor kid and hid his body on his potato bed. I just hope my twin brother gets to visit us at least once a year so I don't have to pretend to be good for that one day laughter. Hi guys, are you enjoying the, this story? Hmm, let's see if you enjoy the second one. Story 2 You can change your mind wherever it happened this year, the 2021 high school was my first big party by... Friends and I got to considerably look around, pulled out from the fashion routine. Ben Eva had a charming smile, was cracked about his jokes at night times. But the entire credit goes to my dad because he used to be send me huge pocket money. For being physical to everyone and ultimately wanted to be my friend, I kind of looked that for granted. My roommate Jake was another rich kid, just like me. We were the Jews of our batch, even though we were best friends. Dislike of a few things about him. One major thing was his way of pranking people. Sometimes Jake crossed all limits to crack a practical joke from leaving a bag full of dog poop in front of the dean's office, his shocking gum, taking gun on professor chairs. He did a bunch of silly things. But that one time he sent a fake love letter, and things took a downfall from there. We were smoking our high school roof. We heard two voices. It was after school hours, so we were freaked out, not thinking we were going to get caught. We pulled on the smoke and tiptoed towards the emergency stairs. Voices were coming from the other side of the roof, so we tried to sneak back into our room without letting anyone know. Jake and I were almost near the stairs when the voices got louder, and they were not getting this. They didn't want to hear anything. This was had to stop, but why are we going to get a good time? You're calling a good time? Nothing but adultery, Joseph. But it's Miss Morris, I love you. Your husband and I have been dead for a while. We're gonna pass out pass out of high school soon. We'll have a little life together, you know. No Joseph, it was all a mistake. Please don't ever contact me again. I'm just your teacher and that's it. You should have listened, but my heavy head's footsteps started to come close. I ran back the stairs like flash and we got inside our room. This is no such sick, this is so sick, Jude. Joseph and Miss Morris. Let that be a man, it's none of your business anyway. What? What do you have to do? Any idea how much fun we can have with this? Or will you have an idea to make new party memorial? Just matter, let it stay between us. I promise a very small joke. I should have stopped him, but I didn't. As I was so sadly honest. I too wanted to see Jake's plan, but none of us had a minimum idea what was going, he going to be the most memorable new year of our lives. The next day after class, Jake and I went to the local post office. Joke wrote two letters, one for Joseph and the other one for Miss Morris. 
He went and posted them. A letter from Joseph read how much Miss Morris missed loves him. He was in good mood last night, but she wants to break all boundaries except their relationship. She wants Joseph to be the New Year party. She has planned something special for him. Before that party, Joseph must stay away from her and contact her to avoid any third party attention. This matter, in a letter from Miss Morris, there was threats. He read that Miss Morris can't reject Ruth like that. She must meet him at a New Year's party, or else he will stare at their private decks and pictures. The entire high school, she tries to walk, talk to him for that, or even informs him anyone. He'll go to do the same plan. Pretty simple. They both will come to the party, confront each other, and will realise how someone made a fool of them both. Everything was set up according to the plan. On the eve of the new year, a party was organised at the city party town hall. Oh, like every year, like the kids of town, the parents attended the party. The townspeople were getting drunk and celebrating like crazy. Jake and I punched, punch, punch drunk. Alcohol and fruit juice were drinking our friends. They needed a drink but eyes were on the pathway. A few minutes later, we saw Joseph coming for his parents. We were wearing a new suit, apparently expecting the night to be the best night of his life. We came in and saw and started to look for Miss Morris. He waited for her, but she was nowhere to be seen. When it was around midnight and everyone was set to wish each other a happy new year, we heard a spine-chilling scream. A woman in the neighbourhood was standing outside that town hall, staring at the top of it with wide, fearful eyes. We ran outside. We gathered under the town hall where you saw a horrifying scene. There was a huge clock at the top of the town hall. Another town clock woman standing with rope tied to her neck. Everyone could guess who she was. It was Miss Morris. Joseph's face turned white. Miss Morris, what are you doing there? A sick yet painful smile appeared on her face. She wiped her face with her hands and said, I'm fine, Joe. I'm just too tired to go on with this life. I know you love me, and I want to show you how much I love you. Too, I just can't handle these threats anymore. I have to stop being scared and running away from my feelings. Come down, please. Look, it's almost midnight. Count on me. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Miss Morris, please. That was a prank. Please come down. It's my fault. It was a fake Joe yelled. Screamed panic. Sees prank gone wrong. But Miss Morris, a different sake of mind. Any of us, anyone started screaming, telling her to come down. We could all appreciate she's going to do next. She didn't give us the time to save her. Don't worry. I'll be all over now. Three, two, one. Happy New Year.